You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. It's it's late, and I know I'm getting this out late. I'm not even starting until uh, 11 o'clock. This was supposed to be released an hour ago, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed, and we'll skip it, and we'll do it tomorrow because I messed up. I should have done this first so that it was ready by, you know, I could have released it by 10, 11-ish maybe. Um, do that, and then, uh, you know. But no, I'm an idiot, and I did the other podcast first, so my bad. Uh, bottom line, though, I did decide, you know what, no, we're going to do it. Packers won. We got a bunch of callers. We're already going to end up being behind. We need to do this, so that's what we're going to do. Um, if I can make it short, I will try that, although I said on the last podcast, it's going to be a short one, and then it was like 45 minutes long, so... I suck at that. Uh, you know the rule, new callers first. I see that we have one new caller. We're going to do that, and then we're just going to get rocking. Hey, this is Mike from Fort Atkinson. Go Pack Go. Beat the Cowboys tonight. And hope it's a good game. All right. Mike from Fort Atkinson. So remember, some of these calls are pregame. This was a pregame call. So, Mike, I appreciate that. Love the positive vibes. I'm a little bit dreading the uh, the negative calls just because it's gonna it's just gonna be awkward because we won. But gotta do what you gotta do, man. Uh, let's kick this off with Mr. Potato Head. Hey, Ed. Hey, Ed. Just watching the uh, all twenty two on the film on uh, Chris Elias. So this is before our game tonight. But uh, is it just me or did AJ Dillon have two runs on? from the one-yard line to get down to the end zone and couldn't get in. So maybe this honestly just comes down to offensive line. You can't run. You can't pass because parents got rookie receivers that are still running, and our run game just gets stuffed in the end zone. So he's got to throw down there. I don't know. Anyways, you think? Yeah. I don't recall, but I'll say this, and this is kind of the – thing that I talk about tomorrow in terms of this Thursday game is going to be huge. I mean, it's a Thursday game, so it's kind of fluky anyways, but was this game just a fluke? Because sometimes underdogs win and it happens, and then they go back to being 
you know, the reason they were underdogs to begin with. Um, was this a fluke or is it for real? Here's the thing. We ran the ball a lot. We ran successfully. That set up the pass, period. It's the end of the uh, end of the discussion. Now, granted, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, Aaron Rodgers, we had good performances, and that helps everything else. But the reality is the run set up the pass. Rodgers even said it in the press conference. The run, running a lot, running effectively, helped them set it up. They ran more under center, more play action, more boot plays, all of that off of the run, which opened up the pass. If we can't run the ball, as you're pointing out here, kind of kills the entire offense, doesn't it? If we have a game against Tennessee and we're running for 2.1 yards per carry and then we have to abandon the run and try to play air it out football, we're going to see the exact same offense we've been seeing. So got to make sure that we really stress the the run game and um, making sure that that's really on point. Maybe I should be a little bit more elaborate on that. I think it was our first or second Down to go to go line, uh, or down to go to touchdown. I'm sorry, dude. It's close up till four in the morning, and it's <laughs> earlier. I got up early to watch the Seattle game because uh, I wanted to watch it. But uh, then I was up till four because I'm a Chip Tails dancer, and I'm on the, I'm like two hours behind you, so I was up till four. Did you say you're a Chip and Tails dancer? Um, all right. I'm sorry. I, I, that threw me a little bit. I had to get up. Chip and tail dancers dance until like three in the morning. I guess I don't know. I don't know much about the Chippendales, to be honest. Uh, my mind goes to Chris Farley, but other than that, I don't know to a ton. Threw the ball, fourth down, and an interception. And I think uh, third and goal from the one they ran, and then I think it was first and goal from the one, and they ran. Anyways, I'm not going to rewind the game. My internet's all sketchy. But uh, I think they ran twice and could not get a yard with AJ. Anyways, have a good one. Later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But again, if we run the ball well, we'll be all right. If we don't, I think we're going to struggle. Not impossible, but, I mean, for any team, it's going to put a lot of stress on areas that, although they improved, uh, I think they need help. Uh, let's go to Nate. Uh, this is 12.35 p.m., so we're still a little prior to the game. Hey, Pat Daddy, it's Nate. I uh, wanted to call in because I had heard on the Packer Night After Morning um, there was some discussion. Now, I think there's been some discussion online about why uh, the Packers are, are bad with top five picks because of Tony Mandridge. I don't know if everybody's aware of the full story, so a little history lesson for um, Tony Mandridge if he would have been legit, that was definitely it would have been a good pick. Like he, this guy was huge, yeah, uh, insanely strong, out. insanely fast. Like his forty time was crazy. So the Packers were definitely right to pick him. What a lot of people don't know is that Tony Mandridge was a huge juicer in college yeah. because at the time, the college uh, urine testing was pretty lax. Uh, and then the NFLs was a lot more strict. So when he came to the NFL, he obviously had to stop taking the steroids, which uh, if you're familiar with what happens when you stop taking steroids, 
surprise, surprise, your your stamina goes down, your strength goes down. You put on a ton of weight. Um, the funny thing is he actually, I think a couple of years later, um, after he got cut, um, he made a return to the NFL. He got cleaned up, actually started working out. And the weird thing was he actually had the talent to come in and be a pretty decent offensive lineman. But at the time when he was drafted by the Packers, uh, it was his downward spiral to drug addiction with steroids. So, uh, know your history. Go Pack Go. Appreciate that, Nate. All right, we got Joe up next. It is 3.37, so it's uh, kickoff time. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe, the janitor. Hey, Joe. From Connecticut. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, uh, Packers look like they're doing pretty good running the ball. Sure but, enough. Um, Christian Watson can't catch. I know that's your guy. Yeah, um, but clearly he sucks. Clearly. Anyway, <laughs> um, my prediction is the Packers are probably going to lose 27-3. to 3. These will probably be the only points they um, get. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Sure, I'll call back. The biggest fan is this man. Shalom. Shalom. Appreciate the call, Joe. This is part of the reason why I get nervous through here. I'm I'm less nervous when we lose. <laughs> Because you're going to get people calling in angry about something that just happened. And, um, yeah, when Christian Watson dropped twice, even even I was looking at it going, the talent might not be enough for him. Because this is a very serious problem. So, no hate on Joe. I get it. I think we were all kind of looking at that going, oh, okay, this this sucks. Uh, hey, Pack Daddy. So, this is immediately after the Rodgers fumble. Uh, perfect <laughs> opportunity to say, my finger hurts too much. I need to sit on the bench. Just saying. Thank you, Jersey Mike. Christian Watson. <laughs> so, Mr. Potato Head calls back in. Uh, that was, by the way, well, it was about 45 minutes after Joe called in saying he sucks. But, yeah, so now I don't obviously – I should do that, actually. I should timestamp major moments in the game so that I know – I'll have to remember to do that moving forward. You guys need to remind me. But I think we can kind of figure out what's going on here. All right, continuing on. We're ripping through these. Well, paint me pink and call me a piggy, old Christian Watson. Don't cop one. <laughs> this show is so much more fun when we win. Have we done this when we've won? Feels like never. Hey, Ryan, this is Daniel from Milwaukee. Man, I don't know if you just seen that touchdown by Christian Watson, but man, <laughs> I am so freaking happy for him. Yeah, man. I mean, all the crap he's been through, like, God, it's just a, so great to see that. Oh, my God. Uh, well, enjoy the game, Ryan. All right, bye-bye. It ain't over, Daniel. <laughs> just, you know, you know how cool this is? This is after one touchdown, and we were all losing it. Me and my son were down here freaking out. There's two more coming. Two more touchdowns coming. That's freaking crazy. I, I'm geeked out. I can't wait to get to him. Rudy Ford! <laughs> I, I feel bad now calling you Mr. Potato Head, but that's the name I put down. It's the only name I know for you. But uh, just just calling in with like timestamps for me. So there's there's the Rudy Ford pick. Hello, this is Omar Firefighter. Just calling to ask one question. 
that question would be, why the hell is Roger still doing <laughs> punt returns? He has fumbled. He has dropped. I mean, the only damn thing he ain't did is actually have a good return. That's he true. has done every single thing to show them I shouldn't be back here. Yeah. But they keep putting him out there. It's like ridiculous. What they say, if they walk like a duck, quack like a duck, it's an effing duck. Like, what's going on here? It's ridiculous, man. I mean, I suck, but I'm pretty sure I could do a better job of just swinging my hands in the air and catching the damn ball. Like, this is just ridiculous. Like, it's it's mind-boggling. Like, we we are stepping up, just like kind of we did with the Bills, stepping up to play a good opponent. You know, Christian Watson actually catching passes. I know he didn't look up and catch the second one he could have did, but that's okay. He's learning. It's fine. I'm going to let that pass. But everybody's stepping up, and he always messes up. It's ridiculous. Like, can't nobody else on the team do this? Like, literally, do we got a back backup kicker, a backup punter? Can somebody else do that? Uh-huh. I mean, I know we got injuries, but this is ridiculous. Put a wanted ad out. I'm sure somebody in Green Bay, Wisconsin, who can fair catch a damn ball, like straight up. This is ridiculous. Like, please, oh, my gosh. I feel bad for him because I know he doesn't want to. Right. But actually, I think that bad. I don't know if he even want to catch the ball or if he want to hold on to it. He does it so much. It's ridiculous. Like, two hands. Just one like you holding a baby or something. Like, do something so you don't drop the damn ball. Like, that's all... I ask if he ain't got to be a good receiver. Just don't fumble the ball. Like, this is getting ridiculous. Like, we, we're going to have to draft a kick returner or a punt returner, like, straight up. We'll have to do that or pay somebody next year. And I'm sorry, but, you know, Rich Versace, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can blame him, you know, but it's like he's the highest-paid special teams coach in the NFL, and we're getting the same daggone product, it feel like. Like, this is really tighten up, you know what I'm saying? Like, please, somebody – on Green Bay Packers, find somebody to catch the damn ball. That's all I ask. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Go Pack Go. I forget who it was. I think it might have been Herman on Twitter that said, um, you know, the Packers could bring in two kickers overnight to fill in for uh, for Mason when he's hurt, but we can't get one kick returner in, in two years. That That's kind of messed up. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig. I'm at uh, Lambeau. And uh, nice. the Cowboys just scored after Amari's fumble. Why do we continue <sighs> to have Amari catch punt returns? I don't understand it. He I bobbled one earlier in the game. There's got to be someone else better than that. I'm out. Bye. Yeah, there is. He's uh, he's our kick returner, and he's very good at it. And he's about to take over the next time they kick the ball. Why did it take this long? I don't know. And, and again, I've said it before. Um, this is on the coaches and I honestly just feel bad for him. You know, I mean, if, if, if you bet on a fighter and he loses, you get frustrated. If they keep putting him out there, you know, and he just, you know, he's, he's got heart, so he's not going to quit. He keeps going out there and he just keeps getting beat up and he keeps getting knocked down. I mean, at this point, the guy's laying face down out cold on the mat and his head's just getting punched over and over and over and over and over again. And you're looking at the ref going, dude, Enough. Enough. I can't look at that poor half dead man on the on the mat and say, come on, you bum. At some point, somebody's got to end this thing. And it is not fair to Amari. And everybody, well, he's got to go, he's got to go. Maybe he does. But there's two very different assessments that need to be made. 
One is special teams, which has been made a long time ago. And one is offense, which doesn't look great, but I don't know for sure. I mean, Josiah DeGuara is another third-round pick. Can you imagine if Josiah was our tight end slash kick returner and he was doing the same thing Amari was? We'd be screaming to get him off the team. Why? He's not bad on on offense. He's a third-round bust. Get him out of here. He's ruining everything. No, he never should have been on special teams. We need to lop that off, never do it again, and move forward strictly with offense. You just do offense. You're not going to the, the special teams meetings anymore because you need to be with the offense doing offense stuff. Don't even worry about special teams anymore. Don't think about special teams. You're not even going to be you're not going to be a gunner. You're not going to do anything. You are banned from special teams. In fact, Rich Pisaccia is going to put a restraining order on you. And if you come within a hundred yards of Rich at any point in time, you will be arrested. We need to figure out if the guy can play wide receiver. That's it. If he can, he stays. If he can't, he goes. Enough. How many damn times does this man need to fumble before we take him off punt returns? This is just, oh, game's not over. I, you know, I said that I wanted the Packers to lose every game the rest of the season because I want the high drive pick, but the fan in me just wants them to beat the Cowboys. Yep. They just need to beat the Cowboys, and maybe they will. But my lord, he literally fumbled twice this game. Uh, one, he recovered. Suddenly, he didn't fumble it. He just bobbled it. And then he fumbles this one. It's just, they, they can't. They, they can't go another game with this man doing, fielding any form of return and be justified doing it. Give him both to Nixon. Give him all to Nixon. In fact, Nixon can play quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher, and coach. At this point, Nixon is the Packers. I got to go. Oh, this is Ryan, by the way. Bye. Appreciate the call, Ryan. Um, All right, so now we're going to fast forward to 6.43 p.m. I'm not skipping. There's just a gap. So we're pretty much, uh, if not completely, at the end of the game here. Steve in Alaska. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska, man. Overtime just started, and I'll tell you what, I don't care. Win, lose, or draw. This is exactly the team I thought we should have been from the beginning of the season. I'm so glad you said that. In the podcast tomorrow, I basically say the exact same thing. There was a point in this game, and it's the exact opposite of how I felt with the Lions. With the Lions, I didn't even realize we were close. There was one point where I realized we were close, and I was going to like, oh, we could actually win this game, and I didn't care. It was the same with the Dallas Cowboys game. Like it, As weird as it sounds, it really would not have mattered at all if we lost to me. And I'm sure people are like, oh, you're lying. I'm not lying. I want to see this team play well. If that happens to materialize in some kind of a massive run that turns into a, you know, limping into the playoffs and that somehow magically turns into we're really good at football, even with the injuries and everything else, and we end up going on a run and who knows, maybe we can get into the Super Bowl. Maybe we can win the Super Bowl. Be the most heroic turnaround to a season in NFL history. It'd be the greatest send-off for Aaron Rodgers that he could possibly have. Whether it's that or or we just continue to, you know, win some, lose some down the line and, and miss the play. It doesn't matter. We need to see this level of play. We need to see this level of heart, passion, determination, and talent. Because as long as we have it, we're going to be okay. If we don't, we're not. We have it. You want to lose? Whatever, right? I mean, granted, if we, if we had seven wins at this point in the season... 
then yeah, I would be freaking out about we have to win this game. But we don't. We have three. So, you know, do what you got to do. But man, it felt good. It just did. And I, I'm 100% with you. We should have been running the ball the way we've been running the ball. We yep. should have had Rodgers taking the pass attempts that he's been taking. And we should have had the defense playing the way it's been playing. This is a great Packer team. And I don't care what happens. This team come next year with these guys with a solid quarterback are going to do some serious damage, boy. I'm telling you what, it's good to see. Win, lose, or draw, I'm a happy man. Go, Pack, go. I'm with you, 100%. Man, that's a heck of a game, man. Oh, my God. Christian Watson, <laughs> have a day. Coming out party. Let's go. Yeah, that's huge, man. There's so many stats floating around about Watson. Um You've probably seen a few of them. The one that I, I talk about tomorrow on the podcast, last time a uh, receiver not named Devontae Adams got three touchdown passes was 2017 Randall Cobb. Um, he's, I think, tied for 12th for most receiving yards for a rookie, and that's just, I mean, it's one of his first games where he's actually started and played an entire game, so there's no reason to believe he couldn't possibly do more. Um Three touchdowns is is tied for the rookie record, tied with, I think, three other Packers receivers. So, um, yeah, heck of a day, and and it could have, would have, should have been a lot more. I'm not complaining because he had a great day, but a couple little mental errors, especially the the one um, where he slowed down and didn't see it. He had the guy beat, and uh, if he would have just stayed on track and and was able to catch that, he would have had four touchdowns, which would have broke the record, um, and had who knows, I don't know how many yards that was, another Attack on another, what, 40-something? I don't know. But, um, yeah, like Steve said, this is what we needed because this is the kind of thing where even if we don't make it to the playoffs or even if we just end up having a bad season, even if Rodgers leaves, it makes you feel like we're going to be okay. You know, I mean, if if we can't find a quarterback, we won't. But if you can, you will. We'll be all right. This offensive line looked crisp. Watson, you know, we know we've got something in Dobbs. Aaron Jones, if he sticks around. A.J. Dillon looked good. Jair had a couple little blips here and there, but he's still Jair. I like Savage in the slot. It's not perfect, but I like it. Rudy. Amos. How about Kingsley looking good? Preston looking good. I thought Quay and McDuffie looked pretty good. The run defense was uh, rough, but I like the hustle. I like the heart. I like the determination, and and, and that's, that's all you need. It's amazing to me that we lost some premier players and we played... 10 times better because the talent is is always going to be secondary to the determination. If you had to pick just one, take the heart, take the drive, take the determination because all the talent in the world means nothing if you just go out there and don't care. You will lose. But yeah, it, it felt so good to see that. And um, Watson in particular, I've been just hoping and praying for that, man. That was, that was awesome. Where is that five... Fifth round draft pick, people, huh? Huh? Where's that? Where's that Packers getting destroyed? <laughs> Where's Micah Parsons destroying Rodgers? Nowhere. This is immediately after the game. I am going to hold true. I am the positive person of this fan base. Packers win it. Baby, I told Tommy. 
Woo! He had to troll. Yeah. If uh, the Packers won, and that was a was a pretty good attempt. Keep working on it. I, I, was, I mean, it was it was right after the game, kind of right off the top of the dome. Um, it was a good first swing. You got all week. I mean, you know. In fact, you can just keep calling until the Packers lose. You can do like a daily. You all suck. Call in. Kind of thing. I don't know. It's, it's your thing. You figure it out. I don't care. That one night, you made everything all right. Not really, but it was an exciting game. That's all I got. That one night, you made everything all right. Got the Andy Bernard remix. All right, why don't we uh, take a break right Shia, and we'll come back and take some more of your calls. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Pack Daddy, it's uh, Jersey Mike. Hey. So, I got a, I got a few things. So, obviously, on some end, I am happy we won this game because Mike McCarthy did not deserve to come back to Lambeau and win a game. All right. Uh, two, Aaron Rodgers is not the reason that we won this game. So, let's make sure that every single person that is a fan understands that. All right, number three, have yourself a day, Christian <laughs> mother mm, Watson. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Finally, he, he stays healthy for a little bit, and we see something happen. Matt yeah. LaFleur sticks to the run game. We get that? Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon going. They put pressure on this Dallas defense that's not great against the run, right? We, we, we take them out of their obvious pass rush situation so they can't use Micah Parsons. Yeah. I mean, great game plan, Matt LaFleur. Way to show that you are capable of adapting. And number four, Joe Barry. I do not like you. Some <laughs> of those calls on defense were so bad. Yeah. Just so bad. It needs, something's got to be done. I mean, I, I, I don't even know where to start, honestly. I'd like somebody to sit down and, and explain to me why Joe Barry is calling such soft coverage. That That's it. So 
you know, just thoughts on those uh, those four things. Yeah. Those four things. Um, Rodgers is definitely not the reason we won, but he had a great day. I'll say that. Uh, he only had like 14 completions on the day, but that that's what we wanted. And and it's also hope for the future, right? Because our whole premise is we don't need, first of all, we don't need a an elite quarterback, but it sure does help. But we also just wanted Rodgers to, I don't necessarily want to say game manager, but kind of. We don't need you to be the guy that just dominates and takes over and does all these magical, crazy things. Just, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play action. You're going to find the open guy. You're going to throw it to him. And I need you to throw an accurate pass. And if you can do that, we're going to have a great day. That's what he did today. And that's awesome. And that's all we need. We don't need 2011 Aaron Rodgers. We don't need 2020 Aaron Rodgers. Right? We, we don't need heroics. I'll take it. You know, I mean, if we, that, the, the, the benefit of a guy like Rodgers at, at, at his peak is, you know, when the, when the game's on the line, although we, we didn't take a shot to win the game for some reason, I don't know why, which is why Rodgers was so mad. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, again, this is all we need from Rodgers, which is good and bad news. The good news is he should be capable of doing it. The bad news is, uh, sometimes he doesn't feel like it. I don't know. But again, as for the future, and I know a lot of people don't even want to go there, but we got to talk about it at some point. Not going to be here forever. The reason that this is a a great offense, one of the reasons, is that it doesn't really require heroics. It's quarterback friendly. It doesn't mean anybody can do it. You have to be good at football, but you don't need to be, you know, the NFL for a lot of years from, let's say, the... 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s-ish. Everybody just needed that quarterback. That's it. If you had the guy, you win. If you don't, you suck. That's it. That's the, that You can sum up a football team with that, with very few exceptions. This is sort of an antidote to that. You're still going to be way better with a great quarterback, but this is, this is the version of a team that says, if you got a good defense, good run game, and a capable quarterback, you could be a good football team for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he had a good day. And we need him to have good days and just stay within the structure of the offense and throw the ball accurately to the open guy. That's all we've been asking for all season. Today he did it, and that's awesome, and it feels great. Second point was, actually the first one, I think, Mike McCarthy didn't deserve to come back to Lambeau to win a game. I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that about Mike. I like Mike. It wouldn't have been great for him to go to the, we'll call them rival Dallas Cowboys, to take over that team, to come back into our house and make us lose. I mean, that that ain't right. So, yeah, I, I, from that standpoint, no, you, you're going to have to lose, but still deserving of respect for sure. Number three, Christian Watson. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I, I, enough has been said, but yes, agreed. Awesome, awesome day for him. Number four, Joe Barry. I mean, the defense still isn't producing the way they should. And you can't even really blame it on, well, look at all the injuries. Honestly, from a talent perspective, I thought the guys did pretty well. McDuffie came in. I thought he had a good game. Rudy Ford came in. I thought he had a good I thought. I mean, clearly had a good game. The edge rushers, I mean, you didn't have Rashawn in there, but we still had two sacks in this game, a decent amount of pressures. We were able to manufacture some, which is to Joe Barry's credit. 
Um, I don't want to jump too heavily on it because I don't 100% know what went wrong, but there are certain things that are just inexcusable. And, and the one thing I know for sure is you should never have a situation where you're blitzing and playing off. That that It's happened so many times, and I don't understand why we do that. If you blitz, the entire point is to get to the quarterback quickly. The only recourse the quarterback has is to get rid of the ball quickly. So the only thing you should be worried about, not the only thing, but the main concern in coverage should be to make sure you take away quick passes. If you're playing off, you're giving them the quick pass. And you're also blitzing, so you're taking away a lot of your you know, linebackers, the intermediate defenders, shallow defenders, whatever. You're just giving them automatic eight yards, and I don't know why we keep doing that. We have to be, I don't know if this is a metric anybody tracks, but we have to be leading the league in almost sacks that turned into big completions because it feels like it's every other play. So I think I hit all your points. Hey, hey Ryan, this is Jake in uh, Escadown, Michigan. Jake. Um, basking in an unexpected Packers victory. Um, today proved that Rodgers plays within LaFleur's offense. We're a pretty darn good football team. And I'm just really happy for Christian Watson. That's, uh, and probably unhappy for Amari Rogers because uh, I think that guy's going to be out the door. All right. Well, I uh, hope you enjoyed the game as much as I did. Have a good one. Bye now. Yes, that was an awesome game. Um, I know Rogers had talked about that as far as playing within the system, um, not specifically in those terms, but, um, you know, just talking about, again, the question was, do you think the run helped set up the offense? And he said, of course it did. Um, very successful running the ball, played a lot more under center, play action, all that kind of stuff. So I agree. I, I think when we're running this style of offense um, and when the run is working, I mean, listen, the entire scheme is predicated on what? It's built around the run. That doesn't necessarily mean you run a lot or anything like that. It's just the point is, the plays are designed so that the defense doesn't know what you're doing. So you might be running, you might be passing, and even if you are running or passing, we don't know which way you're running, which way you're passing. Every it's all misdirection. It's all just everything's all over the place. And if you're going to play, you know, 10% run and 90% pass, and it's going to be shotgun and 3-4 wide receiver, there's no misdirection. There's no miss miss anything. And so yeah, I, again, the, the this was another game. Not the, the fans are not 100% on the season. There, there's been a couple misses, but I've never seen the fan base get so much right as they have this year. And this is a big one. They've been begging for this, and they got it, and we beat Dallas. We didn't just get a win. It'd be one thing if we got a win against Dallas or Washington or any of these other teams that we lost to that are not very good football teams, where it's like, okay, you know, it's a win, but it doesn't mean it. This is Dallas. It's a good football team. What did we do? You start with running the ball. You don't even necessarily have to run the ball more than you pass, but in this case, we did. We ran the ball a ton, and we were successful. And all of the, not all, but the passing largely is predicated on building off of the run. Just make your own life easier. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? So we did. And again, you still have to execute. It's all sitting there for you. The receivers have to run the right direction. They have to catch the passes, or at least, you know, a good portion of the time they have to. 
<laughs> nod to Watson dropping two and still blowing up everybody. But, uh, you know, as long as you can execute it, which is easier to execute, everything's going to be great, right? The, the, the Christian Watson touchdown, one of them. They went back and highlighted how they used a bunch formation so that Christian Watson can come free untouched, right? You're trying to get it so that they're not, they can't jam him at the line of scrimmage. So what does he do? Comes off the line in a dead sprint. Nobody touches him, so they can't slow him down. They can't knock him off his route. They can't do anything. And so now you got a corner trying to keep up with Watson in a dead sprint. That's utilizing the scheme. It's not just, hey, Watson, I want you to line up, and there's going to be a guy directly in front of you, and you got to get off press, and then you got to get out into your... I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what you're expected to do as a wide receiver. Now, we can do that, and we can fail, and we can go to the podium and say, guys got to execute, or we can just freaking smarten up and scheme these guys open, and look what happens. Well, looky here, looky here. This is Dakota, that nerd over there in Tennessee. What's up, man? And we had all of the ingredients for a classic uh, Packers beating of the Cowboys. We had McCarthy in the building. Yeah. We had Rodgers doing pretty well. Uh, he did yell at his coach. I mean, yeah, that was a thing. Maybe we could dissect that. But other than that, we got Christian Watson coming out party this stuff is it's, it's good stuff yeah you know a lot of people say you can't make this stuff up you, you actually can you can make anything up but um oh yes you this can. wasn't made up this was cool this was awesome i do it all congratulations the time. to christian watson oh, that's it y'all have a nice one you too man. yeah no this was uh this was great largely because it was at home against dallas you know i mean if it was washington on the road that's still cool but Washington's not great. Nobody cares about Washington. It's on the road, right? It's it's not really cold weather. It just feels like Packer football, you know? This feels like this feels like it's the first like football Am I alone in this cuz I'm just realizing this. It feels like football just started. You know, like prior to this kind of felt more like the off season where it's kind of fun, entertaining, but it's like also just annoying angry people on Twitter all the time and you want to just get to real football. This felt like a football game. And maybe it just feels like the first game of football because as a Packer fan, football to me is when the Packers win. That's just what it feels like. And so it hasn't felt like that in a while. But um, yeah, very, very different. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I'm sure you're getting a lot of these calls after the game now. I mean, that was a hell of a game. Yeah, man. Um, Could be the start of a run. Could not. No matter what. I mean, I just love that game. And... uh, I obviously the Amari Rogers thing needs to be addressed. Like, how is he still back there? But right. outside of that, I mean, I I just had a feeling today with McCarthy coming back that Rogers was going to be fired up for this one. Nobody nobody could have predicted that Christian Watson dominance today. I mean, the fact that he had some drops early, uh, baseball and maybe the second one wasn't a drop, but and battled back to get a three touchdown day, just unreal. And I I don't know what it was. We had the ball down twenty eight fourteen. And he hit Christian for the touchdown to put us down by seven. I just, I had a feeling we were going to get, get it back, get it to OT and, uh, and get the win. And I don't know why I had that feeling because I haven't had that feeling in the games we've had this year, but it happened. I can't believe it. Um, and I mean, maybe there's a little hope. I know we're still four and six. A lot, a lot more to do. Um, but man, that was a game and, 
I know they scored 28 points, but I still think the defense, I mean, Rudy Ford definitely, you know, bailed us out with those yeah. two picks. The, the first one in the end zone was very crucial. Um, I mean, and then, you know, we keep giving them the ball easy to score with fumbles like that on the punt. So anyway, I, I don't know why I'm getting into negative stuff on this. I mean, that was, that was a hell of a win. Go pack go. Uh, yeah, again, I, I'm I'm with you. It um, I don't know. I, I, I it didn't matter if we won or lost because it felt good either way. And I don't know if we're gonna go on a run or if this was just a complete fluke. But all I know is this was fun and this felt good. That I know. No matter what, even if you called and told me, hey, just so you know, they're not gonna win another game this year. At least we had this. You know, this one felt good. I like this one. Got to remember this one. Anyways, uh, I got to get out of here. Probably should go to bed at one of these uh, moments. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.